Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Monday Morning Mountain Mystery Podcast. We're your hosts, Alex. Hi. Chelsea. What up? And Brittany discuss all the crazy shit that happens in our world. We do cover graphic content and swear a lot, so listener discretion is advised. You can visit our Facebook page at Monday Morning Mountain Mystery, Instagram Monday Morning Mountain Mystery, or you can email us at Monday Morning Mountain Mystery at gmail.com. And I'm not going to do the thing because you guys give me shit every time I do the thing. So. That, that's, that's the great thing about the thing is we can give you shit about I the was, thing. I was- well, I, I need, didn't I need do you to it, do the so. thing. I need you to do the It's thing. too late. We're 14 seconds, 15 seconds in. They may not know. They don't know. Well, I'm not going to edit this shit out. Do you know how fucking lazy I am? And this episode has Very to come well out aware. tomorrow. So, like, I'm going to have to edit this shit tonight. Recording. There. <laughs> you happy? Yes. Chelsea, look at this. That is a lot of notes. So I'm a crazy I could have just person. sent you mine, bro. All right. How are y'all? Uh, do I have to answer that? Because I feel like you already. I feel like know. I need to plead it with this. You're already aware. So, um. Chelsea Riley and I went out last night. And yeah, somehow you were telling me you were gonna go out. Me being the DD and only having two shots, I was the one that threw up. Sounds about right. On the dance floor. <laughs> On a <Sorry>. dude. <gasps> Yes. That is delightful. I thought it was pretty funny, too. And I think he deserved it because uh, he actually asked Riley to dance several times. And she did. And then and he then settled his, for you? Nope. His wife showed up. <gasps> no, that's the best thing ever. Yep. Yep, 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 yep fucking just gross man that's great i thought so too i've got a lot of notes ladies and gentlemen i've got to organize them and i hand wrote them for some reason i don't really know why but i did (sighs) double crochet and next double crochet double crochet next that's dumb those do not make any fucking sense are you arguing with instruction Yes. Okay. Because it doesn't actually tell me where to put the increase. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's what she said. All right. So. Tonight. Actually. Yeah. Hold on. What the fuck? 
words tonight. I'm having issues. Hold on. Would it be your episode if you did no words? <laughs> Comedian, ladies and gentlemen. This All right. is a comedy podcast. So, we should probably be a lot more funny then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't put us in the serious category. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, I hope everybody's week was good, was well. Everybody had a good week, a well week. Um, oh, did I tell you guys I was supposed to run in a fucking road race today? That is not what happened today. Today went horribly fucking awry. But I was supposed to do... I was supposed to be in a run today. That sounds terrible. I'm um, not gonna lie. What were you running from? Probably. My feelings. Did they just have like a bunch of little angry people running after you? Like, how does how does that work in the real world? I've seen movies, Thank but you. never like. Like. Um. Yeah. So what happened was, is Pam, the lovely Bat Pam. She was doing the icebreaker. This it's a it's an annual. It's like a one k, a five k, and a ten k. Whatever. I was supposed to do the one k with her today. I paid the registration, and then shit went awry, and that did not happen. So she actually went by herself. But I paid the fucking registration. I didn't even get my goddamn T-shirt. I'm a little salty about that, but. I did not get to go. So that's why I'm still alive. Fair enough. I did a color run one time. It was a 5K. And um, it was like the worst hour and a half of my life. Why would you do that? You don't like dirt. They throw chalk at you. Bro, I literally was about to say, what color chalk did you throw? (laughs) I didn't. I didn't throw any. I had got. I had had it. So they like different checkpoints. They throw more chalk dust or some. I don't know what type of dust it is, but they throw more colored dust at you. So at the end, you just look like a fucking Easter egg. And it was. I mean, you know, I can say I ran, walked the five k. That's at fair. one point in my life. It was fun. I think we. I think it was for charity. I think that's why I ended up. I assume was it through work? No, it was not. I actually went with a friend that I had a long, long time ago. Um, I don't really know why we were friends. Uh, Our views on things were bitch made you uh, do a fucking color run, right? Um, Our views on things were wildly different, like wildly different so we would constantly i don't want to necessarily say that we would like get into fights or anything but like she would say things and i'd be like what how what are you talking about so it was just it was very very it was very very interesting Alrighty, so we are actually talking about what i would consider a fan favorite we're also going to just we had fans possibly that's it um, we also discussed. I was about to say, wait, hold discuss, on. I thought. Never mind. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? 
If you say his fucking name, I swear to God. I swear to God if you say his fucking name. I'm not saying shit. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Also, we're going to talk about our theories of who this person might be. Because I'm actually very interested in this. So we've kind of already had a conversation about this before we started recording. So I'd like to go over this really quickly. So what we're going to talk about right now is Jack the Ripper. This was a serial killer in 1888, so long time ago. And uh, really quickly, before I start going over everything, um, Chelsea, can you give your your theory about who Jack the Ripper is? Okay, you want to hear my theory on who Jack the Ripper is? Yes, yes, please. So there's a series that I watched and I can't remember the life of it. I'm pretty sure on the last episode that we talked about this, it was brought up, but um, there was a theory that Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes could have been one in the same um, just because there were similar crimes, similar type crimes committed. Um, and it kind of matched up with travel logs. Um, A known alias of his was used on, you know, within those travel logs, things like that nature that just make it really interesting to think about the fact that it could possibly be an international serial killer. All right. And then um, Alex, yours, please, if you don't mind. So there was an unnamed um, man who was suffering from some really serious mental health issues. And he was actually committed to an asylum around the same time that um, Jack the Ripper ended. And he actually admitted to the killings. But when he was originally released from that same same asylum, um, he that's when the killings started. And then he went back and the killings stopped. So there's a very good chance that he may have been Jack the Ripper. However, because he was crazy, nobody took him seriously. So it was never prosecuted. And that was that's my running theory, just because the timing is so perfect. I believe when he went back into the asylum, it was because police found him covered in someone else's blood. Uh, don't quote me on that. And I, I never did find a name, although it was theorized that he very well could have been Jack the Ripper. Um, but obviously not that privacy was an issue back then because they didn't give a shit. But um, it was more so that records were just shit in the 1800s. Could be. That is very well aware it could also be that um all of the victims that we're going to talk about today are prostitutes sex workers sex workers excuse me who um obviously at that time and clearly at this time were considered less than and are considered less than uh which is very unfortunate um also i do want to heavily trigger warning trigger warn this episode I am going to be talking about a lot of mutilation. um, Gory details. Very gory details. uh, Some some crazy shit. 
uh, we'll be talking about. Um, so, heavy, heavy trigger warning. So, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, uh, to this very day, obviously, is still an unidentified uh, serial killer that was active in the impoverished districts in and around uh, a place called Whitechapel in the East End part of London around 1888. Um, so in the case files and then also in contemporary journalistic accounts, the killer was actually called the Whitechapel murderer or the leather apron. I'm going to tell you where Jack the Ripper specifically came from. Um, so any possible motive uh, is hard, kind of hard to derive, but in the state of the bodies and everything like that. Uh, so possible sexual sadism uh, and or rage. So anyone who doesn't know who's, what sexual sadism is, it is an, a mental disorder it is the condition of experiencing sexual arousal in the response to extreme pain, suffering, or the humiliation of others. Um, there, but are that's not kink shaming. I fucking can't. No, I think what she's like. I know that you think she's joking, but I think what she's saying is valid because there are sadists who have healthy relationships with a partner who get off on that, but their partner is also what would be considered a masochist who enjoys having pain inflicted on them. So no, I, I know. It stand just, by it. it but. No, it just threw me off because it was like, no judgment, Jack the Ripper. You're, it's fine. We, we really, we get it. Um, I mean, not no, specifically I mean, a lot. him. I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the movies uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. He's a sexual sadist. He's not a dominant. He got off on the pain and humiliation of the person that he was with. He's not a dominant. A dominant-submissive relationship is a completely different situation. So there's a lot of people who enjoy those movies or enjoy those books thinking that they wanted something like that. But if you change gray from this billionaire who lives in seattle to a fucking trailer park in the middle of nowhere it's not going to be you know three books and three movies it's going to be an episode of dateline that's very very All true right. so uh possible victims actually range um they don't they don't know for sure they through evidence and by documenting the same way that some of them have were killed uh they think five total uh maybe more they don't know ranging between 1888 and 1891 speaking of that um chelsea do you want to look up whenever uh, herman mudget migrated from Really quickly. Because that's um, interesting. Um, so, attacks by Jack the Ripper typically involved female prostitutes who lived and worked in the slums of the east end of London. This is Whitechapel. Um, their throats were 
were cut. So the ultimate blow or the ultimate, the way they died was a, uh, either one singular cut or multiple cuts to the, to the throat. Um, and then there were mutilations post-mortem. There was, uh, a general removal of internal organs, uh, from at least three of the victims. And some people begin to think the way that, uh, he was using knives to remove the organs the way that he placed the skin, the way they placed the organs is that this person might have some kind of anatomical or surgical knowledge, which I think H.H. H. Holmes did. I know that he, maybe, I might be confusing someone, I'm not sure. But also it's the uh, 18 whatevers and lots of people had to butcher their own meat. Yeah, but not even that. Up wasn't didn't uh, he um, that the murders were connected actually intensifies in september in october of 1888 and the numerous letters were received uh to media outlets in scotland yard from in- individuals uh reporting to be the murderer so i guess scotland yard and then also other media outlets which of course media outlets during that time were newspapers uh were reporting to be the killer. So the name Jack the Ripper, because uh, again, he was deemed the Whitechapel murderer or the leather apron. Uh, the name Jack the Ripper uh, originally came from a letter that was written by an individual claiming to be him. Uh, the letter, however, was wildly considered to be a hoax and may have actually been written by journalists at that newspaper. Uh, an attempt to heighten their interest in the story and also increase their circulation. Uh, now it's known as the uh, the From Hell letter. It was received by a George Lusk of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee and came with what they thought was a preserved human kidney. Uh reportedly taken from one of the victims although they have no evidence to sustain that so there was obviously a lot of extensive newspaper coverage Um, it was very widespread and it actually went international so it got international notoriety notoriety so the legend actually solidified Uh, So there was initially a police investigation into a series of 11 murders. So it started out as 11. It's committed in Whitechapel between 1888 and 1891. They were not able to connect all of the killings uh, conclusive to the murders. There are five victims, however, uh, Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Adows, E-D-D-O-W-E-S, and Mary Jane Kelly. They are known as the uh, Canical Five. They all have same MOs. Uh, Their murders were between August 31st and November 9th of 1888. So murders continued to happen that they thought that they could link to uh, Jack the Ripper, but I guess the MO changed, or these are what they think now were specifically associated with 
Jack the Ripper. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So the murders obviously were never solved, which is unfortunate. Um, and then the legend surrounding these crimes became what I think like a combination of historical research, uh, folklore, uh, pseudo history, and you know, there's still people talking about this too. Um, to this very day, which I find interesting, is it because nobody solved it as to why they were talking about it? It's because the way that the bodies were handled is why they're still talking about it. Why, why this case? Why this one? Was it because the way that the bodies were handled was probably not something that they saw often? And because it had gained international notoriety, now everybody is like, who did it? And we're still like that to this day. Uh, so Chelsea did Google and it looks like H.H. Holmes was traveling to America in 1891, which is when essentially from the 11 murders that they were initially looking at and then it stopped. So that's, it's very interesting. I find that very, very interesting. Uh, so Let's talk about Whitechapel for a second because I find this um, very interesting. So in the mid-19th century, Britain experienced an influx of Irish and Jewish refugees. So they had Irish immigrants um, that were coming into the major cities, including the east end of London. And then in 1882, Jewish, Jewish refugees were fleeing Russia and other areas of Eastern Europe. So they migrated to the same areas. Uh, so because of this specifically, uh, Whitechapel, specifically in the East End, became increasingly overcrowded uh, with a population going up to approximately 80,000 inhabitants. So think of a place the size of, I don't know of a place that both of y'all would know which would make sense. I can't really compare it, but think of a very small area and there's 80,000 people within that same area. 
and it was not fun and fresh at that time uh, at all. So obviously because of the influx of people, work and housing conditions worsened, uh, and a significant economic underclass developed, obviously. I mean, 55% of children born in the East End died before they were five years old. There was robbery, violence, alcohol dependency. Those were all commonplace. Um, And because of the poverty issue that drove a lot of women to become sex workers to survive. All right. So in 1888, uh, the Metropolitan Police Service estimated there were 62 brothels and over 1,200 women working as prostitutes in Whitechapel at the time. Um, Approximately 8,500 people residing in 233 common lodging houses within Whitechapel every night. That's a lot of people. Uh, Nightly price for a single bed being a four pence. And the cost of sleeping on a, like a, what I would think of as like a hammock kind of, uh, stretch across the dormitory being two pence per person. So cheap lodging, but dodgy area. I'm just kind of stopping here just in case y'all have any questions. So the economic problems in Whitechapel and the influx of people were accompanied, accompanied by a steady rise of social tension. So between 19... Between 1886 and 1889, uh, frequent demonstrations led to police intervention and public unrest. Uh, There was something that happened that is called Bloody Sunday that took place in London on um, November 13, 1887, when marchers protesting about the unemployment and coercion in Ireland, uh, as well as demanding the release of MP William O'Brien, clashed with Metropolitan Police and the British Army. Um, 400 people were arrested and 75 persons were badly injured, including many police, two policemen being stabbed and one uh, protester being bayoneted. So it was this uh, kind of this huge riot, I guess. There was, again, there was anti-Semitism, uh, crime, racism, social disturbance, and severe. So because of everything that was going on in Whitechapel, uh, that really changed public perception that basically it was a notorious den of immorality. And then obviously sex. sex and then when in reality, it's just people are doing what they have to to fucking survive because nobody can afford housing. There is no housing. There's no food. There's no safe places to go. So, and their kids are literally starving to death and dying of shit. Like literal shit because it's just stacking up everywhere because there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. It was a, this period of time in England was not a great place to end up. No. And unfortunately that's where you could go. So, yeah, Definitely no, I'm following. Not. So, as you could probably imagine, during that time, there were a large number of tax, attacks against women in the East End during... Wait, hold on. I don't even know what the fuck I just wrote. Okay, the large number of attacks against women in the East End during this time adds uncertainty to how many victims were murdered uh, by the same individual. 
that's the issue that they're having. We have 80,000 people in this very small area. Um, we have prostitutes, or excuse me, sex workers who are definitely considered less than. We have people who will kill just for funsies. We've got an economic issue. We've got a racism issue. We've got gangs. We've got violence. There's just It's very, very difficult, especially during that time, to really connect different murders to the same person. Um, so 11 separate murders stretching from April 3rd, 1888 to um, February 13th, 1891 were all included in a London Metropolitan Police Service investigation and were known collectively in the police docket as the Whitechapel murders. However, opinions vary as to whether these murders should be linked to the same culprit, um, but five of the 11 known as the Canonical Five, excuse me, were widely believed to be the work of the river. Uh, Most experts point to deep slash wounds at the throat, followed by extensive abdominal, you know what? Abdominal and genital area mutilation. There was removal of internal organs and progressive facial um, mutilations, it kind of brought out like an MO. Uh, modius operandi. Motive. Um, so the first two cases in Whitechapel murders file were those of Emma Elizabeth Smith and Martha Tabram. Those are not included, but I do want to talk about them just a split second. So Smith was robbed and essayed at Osborne Street at approximately 1.30 a.m. on April 3rd, 1888. She had been bludgeoned on the face and received a cut to her ear. Uh, There was also a blunt object that was put somewhere that actually uh, ruptured her peritoneum. She developed peritonitis and died the following day at the London Hospital, so she got sepsis. Uh, Smith stated before she passed that she had been attacked by two or three men, one of whom she described as a teenager. The attack was later linked uh, to the murders by the press, but most most authors attribute Smith's murder to general East End gang violence unrelated to the Ripper case. So Tabram was murdered on a staircase landing in uh, George Yard in Whitechapel on August 7th, 1888. She had suffered 39 stab wounds to her throat, lungs, heart, liver, spleen, stomach, abdomen, abdomen. Why can't I say that word? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With additional wife knife wo- knife wounds inflicted to her, inflicted to her uh, breast and her vagina. Um, all but one of Tabron's wounds had been inflicted with a bladed instrument, such as like a pen knife. 
all but one exception, uh, they did determine that uh, whoever did this was a right-handed individual and Tabram had not been sexually assaulted. Uh, so the savage, savage, what is going on tonight? Can, Why? can I ask a question real quick? I'm sorry. What the fuck? So the murder, the lack of obvious, uh, motive and the closeness of the location and date to the later other murders led police to think that the, that this murder was also related to Jack the Ripper. Ripper. However, this murder differs from later murders because although Tabern had been repeatedly stabbed, she had not suffered any slash wounds to her throat or abdomen. Um, many experts do not connect Tabern's murder with the later ones because of the differences in the wound pattern. So the first one we're going to talk about is Miss Mary Ann Nichols. She was discovered at about 3.40 a.m. on Friday, August 31st, 1988 on Deward Street. Um, this is the part that is most interesting to me. So Nichols had last been seen alive approximately one hour before the discovery of her body, which I find very interesting. One hour. Yeah, it is because it's that's a lot of damage and a lot of precision in a very short period of time that's what i'm saying uh she was discovered by miss emily holland with whom she had previously shared a bed with at the common lodging house um her throat was severed by two deep cuts one of which completely severed all the tissue down to the vertebrae her vagina had been stabbed twice um after the throat slashing i think i need to point out again that uh all of the other mutilations are done post-mortem so i don't know why i feel like i need to say that again but there you go uh the lower part of her abdomen was partially ripped open by a deep jagged wound and her bowels were actually protruding uh there were several other incisions afflicted to both sides of the abdomen which had also been caused by the same knife knife um each of these wounds had been inflicted in a downward thrusting manner so here's your like your rib cage in and then down basically so then uh one week later on so you're aiming for the renal arteries yeah so, which is why, even more so, I think it has something to do with this person being either anaton- anatomically, mm-hmm. anatomically. Uh, educated or maybe even a doctor of some sort, just, just because of the placements of the wounds themselves. So then one week later, on Saturday, September 8th, 1988 the body of annie chapman was discovered approximately at 6 a.m near the steps to a doorway of the backyard of 29 hanbury street as in the case of uh, miss mary ann nichols her throat was severed by two deep cuts her stomach had been cut almost entirely open uh, oh, excuse me, had been cut entirely open with a section of the flesh from her stomach being placed upon her left shoulder and another section of skin and flesh, plus her small intestines being removed and placed above her right shoulder. 
um, Chapman's autopsy also revealed that her uterus and sections of her bladder and vagina had been totally removed, and they were not at the scene. At the in, uh, while they were investigating her murder, uh, there was a woman named Elizabeth Long who described seeing uh, Chapman standing outside 29 Hanbury Street at 5.30 a.m. in the company of a dark-haired man wearing a brown deerstalker hat, a dark overcoat, and had a shabby, genteel appearance. According to the eyewitness, the man had asked Chapman the question, will you, to which Chapman had replied, yes. Um, so the next two are Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Adows, Adows, E-D-D-O-W-E-S. Uh, I apologize if I say that. Adows. Adows, thank you. Were both killed in the early morning hours of Sunday, September 30th, 1988. Uh, this is not a very long cooling off period, by the way. Uh, this is like boom, 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 boom. Uh, Stride's body was discovered approximately at 1 a.m. Uh, off Burner Street in Whitechapel. The cause of death was a single, just a single this time, so apparently at this, he might be getting better at this. Clear-cut incision measuring six inches across her neck that severed her carotid, carotid artery and her trachea. However, there was no other post-mortem mutilation. So, this, there's one of two things that could be it. Either, A, this wasn't Jack the Ripper, but the cut, to me, makes it seem like it's kind of, that's his M.O. now, right? Or, uh, he was, like, spooked or almost caught had to stop and run away is my opinion on that. Several witnesses later informed police that they had seen stride in the company of a man in or close to burner street on the evening of the 29th and in the early hours of September 30th. Uh, but each gave a differing description. Some said that her companion was fair, others dark. Some said that he was shabbily dressed. Others said well-dressed. Well, and it's one of those things that she was also a sex worker, so she may have been in the company of two different people. There, that's there's that's, that's a was, very real possibility that that's there, what I was too, so there was more than one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't put too much thought in that, but my, th- my gut feeling on this one was he was he got caught or somebody was like coming around the corner. And that's he had to stop, thinking. and that's why there was two murders on the same night. Is because he's got he's got a ritual, right? So he has to finish it in order for it to be full circle type deals. So, um, right. I so agree that's with why, that. Yeah, yeah, me too. So that's what I was thinking too. Is that um, depending on when they saw the man? So if you saw the man at night, then it was one man. You saw the man in the morning, it's another man. So it's a little hard to kind of put into perspective there. So. Catherine was next. Um, this almost seems like kind of with that theory that you were working with Alex that he started with um, with Stride and then it didn't work out the way he wanted. So uh, he found Catherine. Catherine's body was found in a corner 
about 45 minutes to an hour after the discovery of the body of Elizabeth Stride. Now listen to this. Her throat was severed from ear to ear. Um, and her abdomen ripped open by a long, deep, and jagged wound before her intestines had been placed over her right shoulder with a section of the intestine being completely detached and placed between her body and left arm. It almost seems like he was trying to do an autopsy on a live person. Not obviously not a live person. Well, all of it was all, yeah, but like something fresh, but, um, to me, this one is a little bit more brutal. And I think it's because he's pissed. She wasn't his original target. So that, he had to no, take out definitely. that frustration somewhere. But, no, I, you know, yeah. it's. I think it was more shock factor, if that makes sense. So he wanted people to be horrified when they I, found her. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I definitely think that what he this is my personal opinion again i am not i am not qualified in this to state whether they are or not but i believe that he looked at these victims as opportunities with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No more than any other thing. Definitely things, not actually humans. I think he found it easier to do it with sex workers because of the general overall, like they don't mean as much to people because of this type situation. Well, and one question I did want to ask too was, is there any record of like, okay, this one was brunette. This one was blonde. Was there a variety or like, I don't know. It's almost like, Like, I didn't figure their records would be that good, but... And each time he gets another person, he does something maybe just a little bit different or trying to protect, trying to perfect what he's doing and their deaths are just a consequence of what he's trying to do, ultimately. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Um, But that he wasn't done. Uh, The left kidney and the major part of her uterus had been removed. And her face had actually been dis- disfigured. Her, her nose was severed. Her cheek was slashed. Um, cuts measuring a quarter of an inch and a half to an inch were vertically uh, stabbed through each eyelid. There was a triangle-shaped incision, the apex of which pointed towards her eye. That had been carved into her cheeks. Uh, The lobe of her right ear was later recovered from her clothing. The police surgeon who conducted the postmortem upon 
retrieval of the body stated in his opinion these mutilations would have taken at least five minutes to complete. So he's quick. When was the previous war? For Europe? That would have been Ireland. They're still, hold on. Or maybe Scotland. Hold on. I want to say it was the Jacobite uprising in Scotland, right? Hold on. Let me confirm. Mm. Is that the Haitian insurrection? Romanian uprising? Well, that's in Haiti. No, I just Googled wars around that time period. Um, specifically wars where someone would have settled in London afterwards. Well, so was when was last time? Because uh, England was a, a whole dick around that time, too. So Jewish refugees leaving Russia. Well, the reason I ask is because this happened to have this had to happen incredibly quickly and for someone to be that skilled with a knife i'm thinking like military medic just spitballing ideas just because we can speculate because all these people are dead but another i mean thing to kind of add you have to be fast when you're on a battlefield because you've got to keep them like cycling through so i don't know just a thought yeah, there, there was actually, um, so there was political uh, discrimination on migration, number of Im- immigrants, new wave. Uh, migration from Russia increased greatly around that time from Moscow. They were actually um, made to leave. They were kicked out of Russia. Um, additionally, and I find this, so that started between 1880 and lasts all the way until 1920. Um the ports of Hull and Grimsby were major destinations for hundreds of thousands of Jews. A lot of them came in. It's very, very interesting. And there's a reason why I keep kind of pulling that up, kind of bringing that up, is because of what I'm about to tell you. Um, so, yeah, the triangle shape in her cheeks uh It's also interesting to note that the triangle shape resembles the Freemason symbol that you see. So that's that's an interesting theory that I have as well. There was a local cigarette salesman named Joseph. Uh, he passed through the square with two friends shortly before the murder. He described seeing a fair-haired fair haired man of shabby appearance with a woman who may have been her. Um, None of his companions were able to confirm his descriptions. Uh, Both of their murders ultimately became known as the double event. So a section of Catherine's bloody apron was found at the entrance to a tenement at Golston Street at 2.55 a.m., a chalk inscription upon the wall directly above the place of the apron, so the apron's on the ground, above the apron on the wall, uh, read, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. 
The message appeared to imply that a Jew or Jews in general were responsible for the series of murders, but it is unclear whether the graffiti was written by the murderer on dropping the section of apron or was merely incidental and nothing to do with the case. Uh, such graffiti was actually very commonplace in Whitechapel. Uh, so to the point that Commissioner Charles Warren feared that the graffiti might spark anti-Semitic riots and uh, actually ordered the writing to be washed away before dawn. So I don't believe that it was ever even taken into any kind of evidence. And then we're going to talk about Miss Mary Jane Kelly. Um, Jesus. All right. So... Miss Mary Jane Kelly was the last of the five considered a part of Jack the Ripper's area. So she was ex like extremely mutilated and disemboweled. She was actually lying on the bed in a single room where she lived at 13 Miller's Court off Dorset Street at 10.45 a.m. on Friday, November 9th. 1888 her face had been hacked beyond all recognition with her throat severed down to the spine um her stomach almost emptied of all its organs her uterus kidneys and one breast had been placed beneath her head and other viscera from her body placed beside her foot about the bed and sections of her stomach and thighs upon the bedside table. Um, her heart was completely missing from the crime scene. Uh, multiple ashes were found within the fireplace at 13 Miller's Court suggested Kelly's murderer had burned several combustible items to uh, illuminate the single room as he mutilated her body. A recent fire had been severe enough to melt uh the like the kettle they use for tea and the spout you know they hang it up in the fireplace um and it had fallen into the fireplace essentially they have a picture of her uh it's not not good so each of the murders was done at night on or close to a weekend either at the end of a month or week Mutilation became increasingly severe as I came as it went along as the series of murders uh, proceeded, except for that of obviously Elizabeth Stride, who probably he got caught mid and had to skedaddle. Uh, Nichols was not missing any or organs. Chapman's uterus and sections of her bladder and vagina were taken. Um, Catherine had her uterus and left kidney removed and her face mutilated, and then Kelly's body was extensively uh, eviscerated, with her face gashed in all directions and the tissue of her neck being severed to the bone, although the heart was the sole body organ missing from this crime scene. Why does it seem like he's collecting organs? Because he was? Um, historically, the belief that these five murders were committed by the same perpetrator is derived from contemporary documents, which link them together to the exclusion to others. In 1894, Sir Mevel 
Assistant Chief Constable of the Metropolitan Police Service and head of the Criminal Investigation Department wrote a report that stated the Whitechapel murderer had five victims and five victims only. Similarity, uh, similarly, the five victims were linked together in a letter written by police surgeon Thomas Bond to Robert Anderson, head of the London CBI on November 10th, uh, 1888. So that's actually a day after they found uh, the last victim. Uh, some researchers have posted that some of the murders were undoubtedly the work of a single killer, but an unknown large number of killers acting independently were reasonable, were responsible for the other crimes. Um, authors Stuart P. Evans and Donald Rumbelow, that's unfortunate, argue that they, that the five is a ripper myth. And that three cases, uh, Nicholas, Chapman, and Catherine, can be de uh, definitely linked to the same perpetrator. But unless uh, certainty exists as to whether Stride and Kelly were also murdered by the same individual. Um, others suppose that the six murders between Tabram and Kelly were the work of a single killer. Dr. Percy Clark, assistant to the examining pathologist, uh, George Baxter Phillips, linked only three of the murders and thought that the others were perpetrated by weak-minded individuals induced to emulate the crime. So they thought they had a copycat along with the main person. So um, Mary Jane Kelly, the last one, is generally considered to be the Ripper's final victim. It is assumed that crimes ended because of the culprit's death, imprisonment, and institutionalism or immigration uh, the Whitechapel murders file detail another four murders that occurred after those five uh, those of Rose Alice and Francis and Francis Cole um, the strangled body of 26 year old Rose was found in the same area um, then there was a torso that was decomposing headless and legless in the middle of the street. And there are an unbelievable amount of other victims around that time. Uh, the list goes absolutely on and on and on of how many people could have been a part of this. It's, uh, it's crazy. So the vast majority of the City of London police files relating to their investigation into the Whitechapel murders were destroyed in the Blitz. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what the Blitz is, the Blitz was a German bombing campaign against the United Kingdom between the year of 1940 and 1941 during the Second World War. Also known as the Blitzkrieg. Um, the surviving files allow a detailed view of investigative procedures in that area. A large team of policemen conducted house-to-house -house inquiries throughout Whitechapel. Forensic material was collected and examined. Suspects were identified, traced, and either examined more closely or eliminated. Um, modern police work follows the same pattern that they used back then. More than 2,000 people were interviewed. Uh, people were investigated and 80 people were detained. 
there was also an award. <laughs> there was an offered of an a reward uh, for five hundred pounds. So you know they were really handing out the money to try to solve this case. So obviously they were looking at butchers, slaughterers, surgeons, and physicians were suspected because of the manner of the mutilations. A surviving note from Major Henry Smith, acting commissioner of the police, the city police, indicates that the alibis of local butcher and slaughters were investigated with the result that they were eliminated from the inquiry. They confirmed that all 76 butchers and slaughterers were visit, visited and that the inquiry encompassed all their employees the previous six months. So basically they in- interviewed all butchers and slaughterers in that area along with their co-workers and they determined that they all all of their alibis checked out so at the end of october robert anderson asked a police surgeon thomas bond to give his opinion on the extent of the murderer's surgical skill and knowledge the opinion offered by bond on the character of the Whitechapel murderer, murderer is the earliest surviving offender profile. Earliest? Yeah, surviving offender profile. So like a, what's a good way to put this? Like a, like a CSI, Criminal Minds type profile, I guess. Um, all five murderers, no doubt, were committed by the same hand. In the first four, the throats appeared to have been cut from left to right. In the last case, owing to the extensive mutilation, it is impossible to say in what direction the fatal cut was made, but arterial blood was found on the wall and splashes close to where the woman's head must have been lying. All the circumstances surrounding the murders lead me to form the opinion that the women must have been lying down when murdered, and in every case, the throat was first cut. There was also no evidence that the perpetrator engaged in any sexual activity with any of the victims, yet psychologists supposed that the penetration of the victims with a knife and leaving them on display in sexually degrading positions with the wounds exposed indicates that the perpetrator derived sexual pleasure from the attacks. The view is challenged by others who dis- dismiss it, uh, but there have been cases noted of men who are impotent who use the knife as a way to assert that type of strength. Y'all want to say anything? <laughs> I've been talking a lot. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, the concentration of the killings around weekends and public holidays and within a short distance of each other has indicated to many that the Ripper was in regular employment and lived locally, so he also hunted locally. Others have opinion that the killer was an educated upper-class man, possibly a doctor or an aristocrat who uh, ventured to Whitechapel from a more well-to-do area. Such theories draw on cultural perceptions such as fear of the medical profession, a mistrust of modern scientists, science, or the exploration of the poor by the rich. Um, the term ripperology was coined to describe the study and analysis of the Ripper case in an effort to determine his identity, his or her identity. And the murders have inspired uh, numerous works of fiction. Um, so, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of that? Somebody help me out here. From Hell. That one, and then, um, shit. 
Sherlock Holmes. Suspects proposed uh, years after the murders include virtually anyone remotely connected to the case by contemporary documents, as well as many famous names who were never considered in the police investigation, including a member of the British royal family, an artist, and also a physician. Obviously, everyone now is long dead. Uh, so modern authors are free to kind of accuse anyone uh, without the need for supporting historical evidence. Just anybody and everybody could have been a part of it. So I actually read an interesting book. It was work of fiction, obviously, about um, somebody pursuing someone in relationship to the Jack the Ripper case because a similar string of murders did actually happen in the American West. I don't know, like 10 years after um, the Jack the Ripper case. Uh, And by American West, I'm talking like Nevada city type bullshit. But um, it was an interesting book, obviously not based in any type of fact, although they did reference the original Jack the Ripper killings. Um, But it was a good take. Wasn't a bad read. So there are all types of theories out there as far as who he was, um, why he did what he did. And I think that's the reason why this case still lives on to this day is because there are so many unknowns. So so many people can theorize as to what happened or why. And yeah, that's why I believe that the case is still going strong to this day is for that reason. No, I agree. I think it's it's just fascinating because that's one of the earliest. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Serial killer. Or would he be more of a spree killer? Because that would happen pretty back to back. I mean, was it's, there? Oh, I guess there was a, at least a couple of days in between because he only did weekends. It, so that would make him a serial he killer. He had to work his normal job. He had a nine to five. Well, there has to be a cooling off period between killings in order for it to be considered a serial killer. Um, to me, he's more of a spree killer, but I think he was a spree killer out of necessity. Like he had to, he had to survive. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's a fascinating case. It is a fascinating case. I don't know if you knew this, but they, like, it's at one point, they thought Oscar Wilde had a connection. They accused a lot of people of having a connection. Anybody who was, like, different. Hence the anti-Semitism that you see pretty frequently. Like, it, especially in this case. Um, like, it was pretty... It was pretty common to just be like accusing people left and right but people were scared man like people were literally getting butchered in the street and it didn't even matter that you know at first they're like yeah there's sex workers but people were fucking terrified because once the sex workers started 
using the safety of their own private rooms, hence the last victim, it became harder and harder for people to find them. So they're like, okay, well now they're just going to, this person could just start killing anyone if they can't find their target. And I think the last victim was more brutal because they had pride. He had privacy. He could spend more time with the body because there, it it wasn't just out on some city street. I found your story, Alex, about the guy. Okay. So James Kelly, he killed his wife in a way that was similar to the Ripper murders. He stabbed her in the throat and murdered her in their own home. He was sentenced to death, but avoided the gallows because he was deemed to be psychologically unfit. So they put him in Broadmoor mental facility. Um, several years later, he fashioned a key out of a piece of lead and escaped. He escapes to, from Broadmoor and the murders take place and then stop at some point. Kelly then appears back at Broadmoor in 1927 as an old man. He shows up and says, I want to come home. They ask him where he's been. He writes out this long manifesto saying that he went to the United States on the warpath in America. So we overlaid all the city he claimed to work while he was in the U.S. and ran the newspaper articles at the time that were similar to killings to Jack the Ripper. And the media was questioning at the time, had Jack the Ripper come to America? James Kelly was a suspect at the time originally, and they visited his home. Of course, it was his wife's parents' house, so he's not going to go the scene of the murder with the parents at home so then they never continued to pursue him he claimed that he went back and forth between Europe and America they verified shipping records there was a suspect description of him so we had a police sketch artist draw the suspect from the description and it resembled the police sketch we did handwriting analysis and that matched. Huh. So that could be why. See, that's why I'm, what were, I'm saying. There were kind of like similar. Yeah, there were copycat killings in the U.S. From Because that really did happen. Um, prostitutes in the U.S. America. were murdered in a, around the same time in the in almost exact same way. way. That's interesting. Yeah. is awesome not awesome i didn't mean it like that that's just but like to have another like really solid suspect um and i think especially if you've spent some time in an asylum the only people you can approach at this point especially in you know a rundown tenement style area is a sex worker they're the only ones who are going to give you the time of day because as long as you've got the money they'll they'll do it because they also need to eat you know so it's just yeah. it makes sense to me and the dude was like batshit crazy and his manifesto sounded a lot like the from hell letters i'm just throwing that out there well they compared it to um a couple of, of the writings and i guess the the analysis the handwriting, the handwriting matched, yeah. kind of matched up a little bit. See, sometimes I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Stop it. If only he was still alive. 
He probably would be perfectly willing for us to do an interview. He was. Yeah, okay. We'll send Chelsea. <laughs> she didn't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Sending me to interview somebody, and I can't tell you right off Sending the bat. Sending you to a idea. mental institution to interview a potential Jack the Ripper candidate. Excuse me. Can you t- <laughs> Bro, I'll just check in. It's fine. I got the qualifications. But that's that's pretty much my, my story on him. I just... Which, by the way, and I, I haven't brought it up until now... I already fucking did Jack the Ripper. Just throwing it out there. So I'm sorry it wasn't good enough for Britney. Jesus Christ. But it was pre U2, so I guess it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm actually considering redoing all of this stuff. Go ahead. So one thing that Sorry, I definitely got right. to thinking about. One thing I started thinking about is. Uh, women have always been nurses like within the military, right? Whenever they need someone, in my opinion, nurses are just as good as doctors. While it doesn't present with the same natural M.O., of a female killer i think it's well like so if you legitimately it could have been a female killer especially with them saying it looked you know with you saying like it looked like you so witnesses said they were doing an autopsy or whatever right blonde hair shabbily dressed obviously if you were going to be a female killer at the time Right, well, and also, this is not the best neighborhood. They're probably outside of bars and brothels and things like that and whatever. But I think it's a really interesting theory that I've also heard that Jack the Ripper was female because there was no evidence of sexual assault, Not because maybe not because he couldn't perform, maybe because he was a she and she didn't have a penis. I'm just throwing it out there. I feel like that's a valid... It's a valid theory because women do kill and there are some women who are violent killers. Not, It's not common, but look at that case we've been talking about. That woman who just recently hooked up with some guy she met on Tinder and like literally chopped him into pieces. It is possible. And I'm in all assholes can be any gender that they so choose. I'm just throwing that out there. However, unlikely. Uh oh shit, I didn't look up sex facts. Hold please. Um you know what? I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this full circle full circle. Um hold please. Just because you were talking about someone who may be a sexual sadist, I am going to talk about sex facts is sexual sadism. How's that? Um this article comes to us at officer.com. 
and uh, it was written by Pamela Kalbarsh. That's an interesting last name. And it was published November 10th, 2009. It's called The Sexual Sadist. Um, so this is an article. It's not like a listing of facts. So I'm just going to kind of Cliff Notes version this shit because it is a little bit information heavy. So sexual sadism is considered a menstrual disorder. Um, it is one of several paraphilias a paraphilia is characterized by an obsession with an unusual sexual practice or with it and or with an actual sexual activity with non-consensual persons and animals pedophilia voyeurism exhibitionism are additional types of paraphilias um, it is estimated that sexual sadists are responsible for between seven and ten percent of all sex crimes although not every sexual sadist is in fact a criminal um Sexual sadists are predominantly male. However, there is a prevalence of female dominatrixes with the sex sadomasochism like basis. Um, so sexual sadists have intense fantasies and or performs acts because they desire to complete sexual, physical, emotional, or psychological dom domination over another person. Sexual sadism may be either a physical or psychological in nature. Um, sadist acts range from behaviors that do not physically harm another, although it may be humiliating to the other person, such as being urinated or defecated on to criminal or violent or potentially deadly behavior. The essential feature of sexual sadism is not the feeling of sexual excitement resulting from the infliction of true pain on the victim, but rather from witnessing his or her suffering. In extreme case, in sexual sadism can lead to serious injury or death. Mental health experts agree that these catastrophic results are more likely when the sadism is diagnosed as severe and when it is associated with an antisocial antisocial personality disorder, such as psychopathy or being a psychopath. Um, last thing, uh, sexual sadism needs to be differentiated from normal sexual arousal behavior and experimentation between consenting adults. Some forms of mild aggression, such as love bites, pats, or scratches, are within the range of normal behavior during sexual intercourse. And with a consenting couple, the sadistic behavior is generally only involves mild pain or the simulation of more dangerous pain. So like threatening somebody with more pain versus actually doing it. The intent is, there is mutual excitement. So only true sexual sadists are cruel in their actions and they are not wanted by the victim so for example spanking involves only minimal pain whereas whipping shocking burning beating stabbing strangling raping mutilation and murder indicate torture and suffering restraint between adults is very different than imprisonment in a cage shackled with chains um so it's sexual sadism is only categorized categorized as sexual sadism if the person who's getting it is not wanting it um, the rest of it is just falls under that normal BDSM category. So there you go. Okay. Good to know. So if they don't want it, then stop it. Chill out. Eat a moon pie. Stop murdering people. Uh, does anybody have any suggestions? Um, I do. I've been watching season two of Evil on Paramount+. Plus. It's on Paramount Plus? Yep. 
been waiting for that shit forever. Okay. Uh, yes, it's on Paramount ever. Plus. I'm almost done. I think I've only got like two episodes left. Uh, just as good as the That's first so season. It's a little weirder. He is very pretty. Um, but I don't know. I, the more I watch it, the less I like the female character, I guess. She's a little, like, know, how she, are you going like, to? She's understand. a little whiny. Like, a little bit and you've been presented with a lot of evidence to support what they're saying i don't really know i don't really understand what what else you need what else do you need ma'am well she gets a little bit closer to actual true belief here um because some some wild shit happens i still can't get bitches possessed Yeah, I still can't get over that one episode where, like, that woman has that kid in a field and then it never comes up again. Oh, shit. I don't know if I remember that. It's in the first season, so. That's so crooked. I do do enjoy. I'm not a good judgment of that. I do enjoy that that show, though. I would like to continue watching it. Yeah, so. I mean, it's still good, but she's just whiny. She's whiny as shit, and she's kind of a terrible person. So I don't know. I just I struggle with it a tad, but teach their own. Um, but that's what I've been watching. We've still been watching Halo and Moon Knight because those are weekly episodes. So, um, but that's what I've been doing recently, and then also still X Files. What have you guys been watching? I am finally watching the second season of Mindhunter. And I just have one question for casting. Where the fuck did you find these people? Like, were you like, if you look like David Berkowitz, come see us. If you look like Edmund Kemper, come take, if you're good at acting, you know, it's fine. I don't know how the fuck they found someone who looked identical to Edmund Kemper to play this role to a point where I'm sitting here watching him act. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I might as well be watching like actual videotape of Edmund Kemper talking about all of his kills. It's scary and fantastic all at the same time, but it's a good show. It's very good. I'm upset that it is no longer on the air gives me firefly vibes and that pisses me off i'm actually like i keep like having to stop myself from rewatching that because that is also on one of the streaming services right now i and i i really 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 want to rewatch it but it's so good so good it is so good Firefly is always good. And I need Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Bring that shit back, man. Like, please? You could reboot the shit out of that. Pretty please. Pretty please. Firefly. Firefly. Anyway. I feel like this episode was really depressing. Because anytime we talk about, like, the murder of women... It kind of brings the whole tone down a little bit. Should I do it with an accent next time? 
I mean, can you keep up an accent the entire episode? I could practice, yeah. You can barely keep up your English accent. Or American. <laughs> Texas? Southern accent? Whatever. It's so funny. I don't know. I could. Party har har har. Get interesting. Well, that's, that's all I got. And I, I ain't got no more. Anyway. Well. Uh, that's it for this week. Who's turn is it next week is it chelsea okay so we'll hear a conspiracy theory this next week and then the week after that i'm debating on what i want to cover so i better like actually get on that it's just been a rough few weeks to say the least shit has not gone well accurate in the house of Monday Morning Mountain Mystery. <laughs> Shit has gone awry. Everything's on fire. Everything is on fucking fire. Um, but it's fine. We're used to it. <laughs> How we live our life is in chaos. Anyway. Well, y'all have the week you deserve. Yeah, I guess. Or don't. <laughs>